Hello, leaders, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, an organization that partners with leaders just like you, leaders who feel burdened and exhausted with the complexity of leadership in order to equip you with the perspective and tools that you need to lead with health, clarity, and confidence. And this podcast is one of several ways each week and each month that we equip, equip leaders just like you. You know that little that little voice in your head? You know, the one that talks to you all day long about all sorts of stuff and you think you're crazy for listening to it? Guess what? It's normal. Everyone has it. Everyone hears it. But I got to ask you, that little voice in your head, is that voice helpful? Or is it condescending? Does it apply pressure to you? Does that inner voice scold you and remind you that you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're thinking, you feel like you're an, you're an imposter. Well, that inner voice in every person's head, especially in the voice in the head of leaders, that voice is important to recognize. The mo- that most people they think that we're just stuck, we're just at the mercy of whatever that inner voice says to us. But if that's what you think, then you're wrong. There's something that we can do about that inner voice. I talk with a lot of leaders that I coach about this. These are our mental soundtracks, and our mental soundtracks matter. In a sense, I am people's leadership coach. We have some sort of agreement, and it's for as long as they desire. Some leaders I've coached for six months. Other leaders I've coached for eight years or more. But the thing about that inner voice in your head is that you can't fire that coach. That coach will always be with you. That coach will be with you your entire life. So it's important for us to get along with that inner coach. To make sure that that coach is giving you good, sound, helpful, wise advice. If not, this can impact you negatively. But if that inner voice can be channeled and tamed and trained, it can impact your life and leadership in incredibly positive ways. We talked about this a long way back, all the way back in episode 14, looking at the breakthrough work of Carol Dweck and the author of the book, Mindset. Our mindset, what we think, how we think, determines so much of the outcomes of our lives. It reminds me of something that retired Navy SEAL David Goggins said. He said, the most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones that you'll have with yourself. You wake up with them, you walk around with them, you go to bed with them, and eventually you will learn to act on them, whether they be good or bad. Now, some of you right now, you're tracking with me and you're saying, yeah, I know I've got the inner voice. I can hear, I can identify clearly what that inner voice is saying, but what do I do with that voice? How do I change that voice? The one that says, you can't do it, or who do you think you are, or you're going to lose, or don't even try. Those other people are better than you, and you'll never get to that point. What do I do with those voices, and how do I change that? Can you change that? Well, I read a book a few months ago by John Acuff called Soundtracks. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you've read it. It's a New York Times bestseller. Now, John's very funny, and he's clear and insightful, and his message is very compelling and very helpful. It's not a long book. It's not a hard book, but man, is it good. Sometimes I feel, as I was reading the book, like he was reading my mail. 
Now, the author talks about it. When he was a kid, he would create a soundtrack on a cassette tape. Now, if you're under 25 or 30 years old, a cassette tape was something, a little plastic thing that had a ribbon inside. You listen to songs on a cassette player, oftentimes in your car. Well, never mind. Now, anyways, creating soundtracks is fun. Creating this playlist is fun. You can create play- playlists now, even on Spotify, of course. Now, I can remember songs decades ago on the playlist that I would create, often on cassette tapes. I can remember each line of each verse, even if I haven't thought about that particular song in 20 years or more. It's amazing how our brains work like that. And Acuff says that our brains work the same way when it comes not just to songs, but to mental soundtracks, those things we tell ourselves all the time. And he says this, if we don't control our thoughts, then our thoughts control us. You can control your thoughts. You can turn overthinking, he says, into action. And if you listen to any thought long enough, it becomes a part of your personal playlist. So it's good for us to think through what is a part of our personal playlist and is it healthy or is it unhelpful? He calls what many people have those unhelpful, unhealthy soundtracks. He calls them broken soundtracks. These are negative stories that you tell yourself about yourself and the world. Fear does not take work. Doubt does not take work. Insecurity does not take work. What takes work is actually overcoming those negative broken soundtracks to make those into positive ones. This is what scientists call neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the power to physically change your brains by changing your thoughts, meaning that the solution to overthinking isn't to stop thinking, it's to be thinking differently. And Acuff says once that you've once you've picked the right soundtrack, it is easier to pick the right actions. So what do we do about that? He says retire your broken soundtracks, replace them with new soundtracks, repeat them until they're automatic as the old ones. This pattern of retire, replace, repeat, retire, replace, repeat. He asked this, once you can identify those soundtracks, how can you tell if they're broken or if they're good? He asked three really good questions. He says, number one, is this soundtrack true? Number two, is this soundtrack helpful? Number three, is this soundtrack kind? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Kind soundtracks are non-judgmental. Unkind soundtracks, very judgmental. And he asked another good question in terms of kindness. Is what I just said to myself something that I would say to a friend? If not, it's probably not very kind. Now he talks about turning down some techniques to turn down those soundtracks. Some turn down techniques include going for a run, making lists, asking yourself, what is stressing me out right now? Or who am I most concerned of letting down right now? You can turn it down by talking to friends, taking deep breaths, writing it down, taking a break from your phone. And here's a fantastic point that he makes. The question isn't whether or not you hear a soundtrack today. You definitely will. The question is whether you'll choose it or chance it. You are better at picking out great thoughts to listen to than your feelings are. So intentionally choose that. I love the story that Acuff tells in his book about Billy Joel concerts. I was just at Madison Square Garden recently where Billy Joel, there's a big banner up in Madison Square Garden that says he has, uh, I forget what it is, 150, 130 consecutive sellouts at Madison Square Garden. Billy Joel doesn't sell the seats in the front rows of his concerts. You know why? Because he got really tired of only being able to see bored, rich people in the crowd when he performed. So what does he do instead? He gives away the front row tickets to enthusiastic fans now so that he can have fun watching him while he performs. I love that. In a sense, 
That's what we're doing with soundtracks. We're turning down the bad soundtracks, the broken soundtracks that we don't want to hear. And we're turning up the ones that we want to hear. And we're putting the ones we want to hear in the front row. I love that. What are some examples of some good soundtracks? Here are a few. I'm the only person standing in the way of me. Or when I help others win, I win too. Or the best response to obstacles is to do it anyway. Those are all great soundtracks or mantras that you could talk about. Maybe you can borrow some soundtracks. Other soundtracks that ACUF borrows are things like people are trying to give me money rather than me trying to convince people to give me money. What if I live with a soundtrack? People are trying to give me money or I'll feel awesome afterwards or spare change adds up or pick ROI, not ego. Pivot, don't panic. These are ones he's had to borrow over time. Instead of thinking, what if I fail? I had to replace it with thoughts like, what if it's a resounding success? I also found it interesting that Seth Godin's first publishing project was rejected 800 times, according to the Moment podcast. Here's the power of your mind and the inner soundtrack, the inner voice that we have. Saying that the traffic ruined your day might seem minor. But what you're really saying is, I gave the traffic the power to determine the quality of my day. My days are much better spent when I choose my thoughts before I even leave the house. So how do I find a new soundtrack? The fastest way to a new soundtrack is to ask yourself, what do I want to be true about my life or the world? What do I want to be true? And then begin to live into that. As you think about developing new soundtracks, leader, think about these questions. What areas of your life do you overthink? What broken soundtracks do you have? Can you identify them? And what do you want to retire? What do you want to win at this week? What soundtrack will then encourage you to accomplish your goal that you have this week? And then what actions will you need to take in that? Next time you're in the middle of a stressful situation, Acuff asks, am I focusing on the problem or the solution? It's simple, but it works. If you focus on the problem, it'll continue to be a problem. If you focus on the solution, it's amazing how our actions will follow in that. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this is something that we focus on a lot with the leaders that we coach. If you're finding that you need help identifying or turning down those broken soundtracks or retiring your broken soundtracks altogether, and you need some outside support, perspective, and guidance, that's what we do here at Kairos Partnerships when it comes to coaching leaders. We help them have the right soundtracks for who they're called to be so that they can take action in healthy ways in that direction. So if you want help to do that, reach out to us. You can go on our website at kairospartnerships.org, or you can simply check the show notes for more information about how to reach out to us. We'd love to connect you with one of our coaches to have a conversation. Well, thanks again for joining me today in this podcast. Do you know the best way that this podcast grows? I've mentioned it before. It's not by advertising. It's not paid marketing. It's by word of mouth from people like you. Yes, a personal recommendation from you to other friends and family members and colleagues and coworkers and other leaders who might benefit from this podcast. So can I borrow your mouth for a moment? Can you share this right now? Yes, right now with two leaders who you think would benefit from the podcast. Send them a text, an email, maybe post it on social media, or even if you've got three minutes, leave us a review. All of this helps so much. And I can I continue to be grateful for the leader, Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions, founder and owner of that great company, 
Thanks so much, Joel, for your work. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, we all have soundtracks. So identify your broken soundtracks, retire them, replace them with good and healthy soundtracks in your life. Good thinking leads to good action. Have a great day.